Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a fascinated first-timer. Fr- frankly fascinated. Fra- frankly fascinated. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this is the story, story So Farscape. Oh, threw me off there a little bit. Sorry, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I kind of like, maybe I'm not so frank today. <laughs> <laughs> but you are... Uh, yeah, we had a... Hardest time finding an F alliteration for Ernest? Workers. No, no, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I know it's important to be earnest, but... Yes. Yeah, it is difficult, isn't it? Flimsy? No. Ferocious? Ooh. Yeah, but not really relevant. That's not really relevant. Sounds good, but it's not, not really relevant. Anyway. Foamy? We are Ugh. here for... <laughs> Hello, season four. Episode 14. Uh, twice, twice Shy. Twice Shy. First aired... On January 13th, 2003, had a new director, Kate Woods. Okay. She did a bang-up job with a script that was still sort of being tinkered on while while they were filming. Bit of a bottle episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a production sort of swap because the previous episode, mm-hmm. Terra Firma, needed extra time to finish the sets. Right. And so this episode was filmed first, but... That shortened the amount of time that, oh, what's the writer called? Oh, David A. Peckinpah had. Let me see what else David Peckinpah wrote. Oh, actually, first script. Okay. First script for David. Imagine, A like... First script, first director. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I mean, I can kind of see that, but it felt a little bit, you know, off, I suppose. In what, in what way? Well, part of it was plot-driven. So I guess in that in that regard, it would be on. Mm-hmm. It leaned quite heavily on the performance, I thought. I mean, I, f- I didn't find the story particularly interesting or enthralling. Oh, okay. Well, I am now legally required to have absolutely loved this episode, <laughs> uh, as is the tradition of So Farscape. Um, where to start, though? I didn't remember a thing about this. Right. Honestly, which is odd because I've definitely seen Paula Arundel. I think that's how you say her name. Is mm-hmm. the is the actress who played Talika? Yeah. Apparently, she was previously considered for like Niala, one of the Pathfinders. Okay. Or even Greza. She, I yeah. think, would have done a great job there yes, as well. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like for a first time writer to be given an episode where it's about people behaving. You know, like extreme versions of themselves and then Opposites. not yeah. themselves. So, yeah, a, a lot of it rested on the, on the actors. Claudia Black and Ben Browder talked about it as well in the Visual Companion book that, like, as, a, as an actor, normally you embody your character and you try to seek their motivations. But all of their emotions here, the extremely heightened versions and the complete lack of them, were unmotivated. Mm. Which apparently was, was quite challenging to, to make that feel real. Yeah, it's, but it, it goes a little bit cartoonesque, grotesque at some points, you know, especially John being lackluster. It's it feels very uh, it feels a bit forced. Heartbreaking, though. Right. Uh, okay, let's jump into it. Let's see what our uh, listeners have to say. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, do we jump in before or after we? Wow, we really... It's as if we've been bitten by brain spiders. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't know. It's been two weeks. So anyway, let's see what the... Listeners have to say, and then we yes. jump. Into, I, I yes. really can't remember which in which order we do this normally. Uh, anyway. That sounds that sounds right. It sounds all right. Well, let's see. And, and just stalling while I'm looking up the listener synopses. I've got them. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to read some too because uh, we've, sure. we've got a lot. People yeah. have people have shown up. Okay, soup. What kind of soup? 
Spider Soup. The crew goes rabbit hunting to find a part of themselves. It sounds like a spiritual adventure, but it's far from it. Thank you, Going Metal 799. Emotions run high when a polymorph joins the crew during a shopping trip. Will the crew of Red Dwarf <laughs> Moya be able to track this critter down and put themselves together again before it's too late? Thank you, Marky C. Excellent Red Dwarf uh, yes. reference there. Do you remember the polymorph? Oh, no. It's also a brain thing. Uh, everyone is acting weird. Arachnid girl has disappeared. Along came a spider, exploded beside her. Let's just give up. We're unprepared. Thank you, Rick, from the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> oh, along came a spider. Did you hear the little itty-bitty spider music? Oh, I didn't Toward the know. end there? Oh, brilliant. Oh, and Horsebird says, Human trafficking strikes a nerve with Chiana, but little does anyone know. Nerves are what the trafficking victim is all about. Featuring bonus cable TV lesbians... Wow. John's daily affirmations and industrial levels of mouth froth. Thank you, Horsebird. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> okay, uh, now I think we push the button. Yes, yes. Push the button. All right, so now we go to the sheaves. I remember that because that sound triggers a I need to get my sheaves up uh, <laughs> reflex in me. <laughs> we are doing so well today. I think we're both really good at podcasting. No, you know I'm that. sure we have. We've done, we've done it quite, an, quite an, a lot at, uh, up so far. So, so yes. Moya's floors are kind of dirty. Little recap, yeah. Oh, it was not actually, it, was, it doesn't open with a before. Oh, yes, it does open with a, uh, what happened before, but it's mostly a little bit of the relationship state between John and Aaron. Yes, and most recently, Naranti had admitted to Aaron what she'd been dosing John with, or which, what she'd be providing for him. What she seems to be unreasonably angry about. Yeah. And that's even before the spiders. So we see Scorpius joining everyone in the Cargo maintenance bay, bay yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the room off the landing bay. Where negotiation is taking place. There are some traders who do not look well. They've got all these sort of welts on their faces. Yeah, little bumps and warts. Or they seem a bit wet for warts. They seem more like, you know... Boils. Uh, boils. Yes, that's pr- pr- probably a better word for it. And uh, to my surprise, it's, yes. uh, it's Naranti and Rigel who are doing the negotiations about star charts. Yeah, and she's bad copping. For 5,000 crinders, I want maps that are current... And authentic. I said ten. And she said five. She's the one who, like, suggests yeah. walking away. Five thousand. Yeah. It's pretty hard knife-on-the-table negotiations. Yeah. And even at the end, like, once they've they've settled on something... The Dominar will pay you. Yes. Oh, she's hardcore. <laughs> and meanwhile, the rest of the uh, respective crews are sort of lounging around, weapons drawn. Uh, yeah. Because apparently trading for, hey, star charts. Yes. Remember those? Yes. Uh, they it... need star charts for the uh, tormented to space. Yep. Because otherwise they won't be able to go around. But yes, a deal is struck for th- seven thousands of whatever the local currency is, which Rigel seems to be unusually smug about. You have no idea. <laughs> yes, even for... For Rigel. Yeah. Krendars, by the way, As Scaran we, currency. Right. We later find out that he's been forging. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which explains why he's so unreasonably pleased with himself. What he... Here, so what he what he passed off as one hundred Krendar bits are actually only worth a twelfth of that, but yes. he added an extra digit. Yes. How does that work? What Pres- can you presumably a base twelve counting system? But then, how do you get to a hundred? Uh, it's eight pieces. Of, uh, eight times twelve is a hundred. It's probably a twelve and a half. You know, it's a bit is a piece yeah. of eight. Sorry, a piece of eight is eight bits. I mean, this is not an unusual currency thing. 
Yes, but eight and a half is a weird multiplier. No, no, it's twelve and a half times eight. Twelve and a half times eight, or eight and a half times twelve. Yeah, that's how fractions work. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying it's a base twelve point five counting system. Well, I'm just saying that the twelve times it was probably rounding it down to like forgetting the half part. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, as a as a forger, he probably knows what he's doing. <laughs> One hopes. Good enough to fool them at first glance, apparently. But after the trades are over... One more trade! One more trade and no tricks, they say. Yeah, which is kind of odd. Okay, so the whole story is that this prisoner, this slave that they're very lasciviously trading, Mm -hmm. whom they claim to have... uh, Enjoyed her, uh, I believe is the phrase. Absolutely vulgar. Tiana rightly jumps up. She is actually a brain spider, a, a Wallachian arachnid. Yes. Who heightens people's emotions and then drains them of it and puts them in orbs and eats yes. or something like that. So she's been doing that to this crew, which is why mm. there's the boils. Do the crew know that at this point? Are they are they passing her off? They, I don't think so. Right? I, mean, I think it's just her manipulating them into basically being passed off towards the next ship that she's going to be feeding on because next time we see the pirates oh sorry the traders mm. they're all dead yeah but they do have a phone call going on or a recording with a a diagnosen right who explains the plot to them but maybe that wasn't at this point maybe maybe they only figured it out later oh, after that after, makes after uh Talika had left and wasn't being able to manipulate them anymore yeah 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 that but makes sense the interesting thing is that i found if these Pir- of traders, I want to keep calling them pirates, which they're not, they're traders. But, no, they're but, not you, cool enough. No, but if they've been drained and harvested, what what part of their personality? They seem to still be like fairly tough on the negotiation table. It seems like a we- bit, bit weird for them to... Maybe they used to be sweet and bubbly. Okay, maybe, yeah. And it's only the, the, real, the, real, the real friendly traders that yeah. are just like really helpful and good, yeah, exactly. willing to provide everything. I mean, maybe they're it's like... Kind of, maybe they're like the Weller men of the uh, Tormented Space. What? Oh, uh, our Wellermen. Oh, uh, you know the song that soon will the Wellermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. That song. I didn't, but oh, I it's, do it's now. A shant- it's, it's a shanty. It's a shanty. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, like it. it was basically trading ships who supplied whalers with uh, new supply and stock, food and oh. food and drink and tea, and uh, so they weren't actually doing the whaling themselves. They just like made sure that they went to the whaling grounds with the ships laden with goods, so that the whalers wouldn't have to mobile shops. Pretty much, yeah. yeah and it was yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was the brothers Weller, Weller, Weller or Weller Man, who ran that business. And they had several ships. And so hence the soon will the Wellerman come. Yes. And then we'll have uh, supplies again. <laughs> supplies. So maybe that's what they were doing. Oh, I feel really bad for them now. I mean, there were just these, these. I mean, I feel pretty much bad for everybody who gets eaten by brain spiders. So. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there are some people who deserve it. But in generally speaking, my default will be feeling bad for you if you get eaten by brain spiders. Yes, especially because she had, like, no remorse. You are food, and I eat. That's it. Fair. Which, yeah, I totally get it. Anyway, yes, Chana insists that they buy the girl. Hey, you just remembered her name just a second ago. I let this go entirely. Talika, no, well done. (laughs) You just straight up remembered a character's name. I'm really, really impressed. Actually, she made a bit of an impression. Because notice how how completely different she is in, in every scene that she appears in. Oh, yes. So it just totally adapts to whatever situation I she's mean, in. I mean, yeah, in the opening scene, she basically acts like the way you would expect someone to act who has been 
held on board for pleasure by shifty traders. Yes. She's extremely uh, skittish, shying away from touch to the point of, yeah, just actually being tossed around a bit, like starting to fly in a panic, really. Yeah. And already starting to infect people at this point, I know. I think she's already doing the eye thing and touching people and... Yes, she's making a point of touching everyone on the skin. The glove isn't enough. Yes, okay. Like, you got the the close-up where she just brushes Scorpius's cheek. Right. I was kind of like, oh, they let her touch uh, Chiana's makeup. So that's (laughs) definitely a... uh, Oh, yes. (laughs) But yes, it's Scorpius who actually grabs her when she tries to fly off. And now they have a a free sort of extra... I don't remember exactly what the deal was. 800 Krindas. Oh, yes. John grabs off of Rigel and pays them with, because that was uh, was their demand. Yeah, John goes like, yeah, whatever, pay him. After Chiana did the unusual step of, like, putting a gun to Talika's head... Okay, here's the deal. We take her, or I take her head off. And even Darko goes, well, uh, no, Uh, I think it's Rigel. Obviously, it's Rigel. Shoot her. She's nothing to me. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? Yes, exactly. And now we go to the credits, and then we come back, and everyone's just a little bit extra. Yes. I mean, the first thing I've got written down is back to Farscape drama. Yeah. <laughs> As if we didn't get enough of that last week. Right, yes. But it's up. It it's turned up to... It is a reset, this one, isn't it's it? It's turned up to 11, yes. There might have been something like, they didn't know in which order they were going to air these episodes. Well, it kind of has to be aired later, because considering how it ends. But they might yes. have thrown that in towards the end of production. But, yeah, John is going all melodramatic, and as it was like, why is Aaron so angry? Which I've got written down. I mean, she figured out that he's been using poppers, as he refers to it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> For something else, John. So what I think she's feeling is betrayal and, and a dishonesty from John. Mm. Because John's been telling her that he's over her, uh, yeah. That he doesn't have any feelings for her. And that's not true. No. It is not true, and he hasn't been honest about it. Now, of course, physician, heal thyself. Aaron is yeah. a, a spotty track record <laughs> when it comes to emotional honesty yes. with herself and toward, uh, toward John. Very much so. But this I can understand, because this is also like what, what John kept demanding from her. He yes. is not providing either. And she, had, she later says, like, I've been doing everything right. I've been... I've been doing everything you asked for. I've been doing everything you said. And that is true, isn't it? Yes. And, of course, I guess with her emotions being dialed up, yeah, that's why she's acting out so much. But, yeah, I actually had this written out. I found it, like, I know she is, like, angry woman, but... A, a I, woman I, I, scorned. To me, it felt like the, they were overdoing it for drama's sake. But, of course, it turns out right. later that she's being manipulated and her... So how would you describe, like, John's, like exaggerated characteristic in this scene. I think it's quite fun. No, I mean, but what 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 trait is it that that he's exaggerating here? Oh, drama? Oh. No, absolutely. It, the way he climbs up to the table, the way he falls to his knees and he's pleading with her. No. <laughs> yeah, he is no, being he is putting on a show. <laughs> See, I've been thinking about like what's everybody's trait because I felt very clever having completely forgotten this episode, apparently, and that it was this sort of heightened manipulation, mm-hmm. um, that I sort of figured out, oh, they're, they're all being really extra versions of something about them. Like, Aaron is incredibly, like, principled and kind of sort of conservative and rigid mm-hmm. in her demands of other people. She's very disapproving yeah. of people who fail. John, I think, is a problem solver. 
and he's constantly trying to mediate. Like, later on when mm-hmm. there's the fight between Dargo and Rigel, because he finds out about Rigel's counterfeiting, Rigel's gleeful in his greed, and Dargo's furious with him, really unreasonable, furious, and John's just constantly jumping in between them, pacifying mm-hmm. them, trying to keep the peace and solve this problem. And he does that for everyone, everywhere he goes. I still say that like his, he's playing up his flamboyancy because he is always the, that role. But yes. he's now doing it like a little bit more flamboyant, I suppose. It is fun to see. So flamboyant <laughs> and... Oh, there's an F word. Huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't refer to myself as flamboyant, but... Okay, from the F word to the L word... Because we get some... Oh, finally, yeah, like, sorry, it took me a while to catch on to that one. No, I get it. <laughs> Talika has calmed down tremendously. She's, like, completely shied away from the shyness, I suppose. And I was yeah. kind of... Yes, and at this point, I'm already... Is she a plant? Because... Now, Ra- in a science fiction program, plant can have multiple meanings. Like, what I know, you well, no, she's not like Zahn. I mean, as in... Ah, okay. I, I, I thought she was, at this point, that she was maybe... Planted here by Grazer. It was the next attempt of oh, the, the way that they got yeah. her to get her on board. You know, they paid off the traders to put on this little show, feel, feeling that they would probably go for that and accept her aboard. As in, like, a Sebastian spy. Right, yes. Yeah, I, I oh, ever. Yeah, that was my thought at this point. Because, like, in the scene, I thought it kind of weird how quickly she went from the frightened little, the frightened mouse coming off the trader after being used yeah. for their pleasure to, oh, now, oh, what is sexy? You know, it's like... Yes, it was and she's, she's sort of playing the, the I don't know, the, innocent, n- the yeah. native who doesn't know all the words. Right. A little bit like Firefly, the, the shipwrecker girl. Oh, uh, Mrs. Reynolds. That's the one, yes. <laughs> Yo, Safbridge, I believe she's, uh, she's called in, com- in combination. But we get a super hot scene where Chiana has provided her with some better clothes. Which Sexy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> an orange dress with quite a lot of armor. Yes, it kind of looks that way, yeah. It looks a bit like Zahn's oh, her vestments, vestments yeah. but without the blueness. And without the, the shine. Gild, yes. yeah. So yes, uh, she is definitely playing Chana here, leading up, to, leading up to yes, a kiss. actual kissing. Which gets Woody blocked by Aaron. Uh, yes, hugely disappointing. <laughs> 2003, girls kissing. Mm, yeah. I had completely forgotten about this, which I guess maybe should have been an indication of the sexuality that wound up being <laughs> the reality. No, certainly I knew that. Aaron calls out Shana. It's like, what are you up to? What's going on with you? And Shana tries to lay it on Aaron. Puts and the then, on her. And, and then, Aaron says, like, no, don't go away. Like, well, maybe I'll go do John then. And she's like, no, I don't care. Yeah, she's being so judgmental. That the only reason why you brought her aboard, so you can make her your toy now. Even though, like... She understands recreating. Yes. It's a way to relieve stress and fluid pressure. You'd think so, yeah. But, I mean, she's already under the influence here. Yeah, so they all are. Talika goes to check out John, who's playing <laughs> with a slinky, which is yeah. like, I guess he must have picked that up on Earth. <laughs> he's just standing in a room, eating chocolate, playing with a slinky. Yes, yes, he's offering her chocolate. The one thing fresh that the... From, uh, fresh from Earth. Mm, Straight from Earth, mm, yeah. She's like, no. But she knows a lot more words now. And she's quite cheeky and jovial, just like him. Actually, yeah, like, she'd be a great spy. I know, right? It, if, it, if that had been the plot It here. totally felt like that at this point to me. But then, you know, weird sort of lensing effect anytime we see it from her perspective. Yes. Okay, the maps are good. We get a lovely hologram. Dargo is glad to see that it's the, the, the troublesome parts of the tormented space have been marked, so we can avoid those. Yes, we can go around. 
And is this where they learn that... Yes, this is where we learn that Rigel's been counterfeiting, which makes Dargo fly into a rage. Do you know what you've done, you selfish little tron? Oh, yes, he's furious. At this point, my note is like, why is everybody so angry? And John is trying to mediate and pacify everyone, but with limited success. And then Dargo stomps off to go and call these traders to yes. admit their fault, bumps into Talika, who's just a cold, hard bitch to him. Like, she's, oh, yeah, why would I listen to you? Nobody else listens. Yes. Again, this cemented my thought that, like, she's trying to sow dissent and trying to play on people's fears and weaknesses. Doing a really good job. I know, right? Sikozu is hanging out with Scorpius, and she's given she's given him a glow a glow rock yes. glow up. Yes, uh, Scorpius is on a spin cycle. Um. <laughs> Four glow rods this time in a, in a pretty complicated sort of setup. So where previously he used to have only one cooling rod yes. on the interior of the the mechanism, and then I think later on it was three. Now they're in a centrifuge. He taps something, and they turn blue again. Yeah, which I thought, like, they store heat. So how does, like, is the spin cycle enough to, like, dissipate that heat? It's like... We saw Sikozu show off her chemistry kit in a right. previous episode yeah, yeah. where she showed that one of her one of his spent cooling rods could apparently be... Revitalized, uh, yes. Yeah. And now it's... But it seems that the process has been improved. Every I mean, time she's... that it spins, like, Scorpius... Uh, yeah. He doesn't seem to enjoy it, or he does enjoy it. Who can tell? It's always hard to tell with Scorpius. But yeah, they kind of like zoom in like General Grievous pulling in his arms and zip, zip back into his oh, head. Oh, very good, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that it doesn't, it, uh, it doesn't spin anymore as it's being retracted. So it used to be that it spins as it, it retracts, oh, yes. but now it just straight up retracts and then locks into place. So it only definitely, spins on the, yeah. Yeah, so she's definitely been doing modifications. What a fantastic mechanism. Uh, I just love seeing the inside of Scorpius's head. Cause, <laughs> and they make it different every time. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's clearly a work in progress. Speaking of work in progress, now well, it's... Well, uh, has had her taste of John uh, like a couple of episodes ago, and apparently she wants more of the, the mature John now. Oh, wow, yes. <laughs> I forgot about uh, uh, Karen Shaw. <laughs> I've just been sitting there editing that episode, so <laughs> it's... Uh... And Scorpius, who now does the woody blocking... And yes. informs John, hey, we are not okay, you are not okay, everyone's behaving differently, Naranti uh-huh. noticed it. Naranti, not herself affected, by the way. No, but that we learn later that Talika was... I don't want you. You're old and bitter. So Scorpius basically tells him off, like, some stuff needs to be done, and yeah. he's getting a little bit antsy as well. Yes, that's right, because he's experiencing something as well. Mm, yes, he's been affected. He's... Uh, Garen's side has been turned up, it seems. Jekyll and hiding. Pretty much, yes. Okay, so Dr. we Jekyll have to and find... Dr. Scorpius. Or was it Dr. Scorpius and Mr. Hyde? I miss Harvey. Ah, uh, yes. Now oh. I'm thinking about it. Uh, Dr. Scorpius and Mr. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's time to find Talika, says John, but should ask her what's going on. John and Aaron find her, and Talika runs away, and okay, so... No, Talika blasts... John and Aaron find her, and Talika blasts them. And yeah, she runs away first, and then they chase her down oh, after right. informing yes, yes, yes. Uh, everyone where she is. She sets an ambush, because spiders, apparently these arachnids, are ambush predators. There's a weird thing where we can see from her perspective that she's stalking an unaware John and Aaron. Yes. Somehow she yells them unconscious. Yeah. 
This is a thing that apparently you can do. And then there's a great big fucking spider. It's huge. Yeah, apparently she does very quick transformations between those two shapes. I love that the the eyes sort of look like actual eyes, like they mm. have a slitted pupil. Yeah. It's such a gorgeous design. And her mouth kind of looks like the mouth of a leech, and it kind of like schlocks onto the side of John's head. And he, I noticed that as soon as he wakes up, he had the same nodules or yeah, the boils little... as the traders had. So at this point, I'm like, oh, now I know what's going on. I so thought like, maybe she was laying eggs. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is a horrible thing to the, think about. Um, yes, yeah, let's not think about like zombie ants or insects or whatever and now Aaron is scared mm-hmm. and John is just tired he's just yes. giving up he's, he's he's considering these problems unsolvable so it's up to Darko Chiana and Rigel who also get ambushed yes and now everybody's being ambushed and finally it's Sokozu's turn who has returned to the expensive ventilation yeah. set with all the, the sort of yes, moving Yes, I noticed scoops. that. Like, oh, they got to use this set again. Yeah, I, I kind of like it in there. It's got stuff going on. Where Sokozu gets grabbed and literally torn limb from limb. Oh, she's lost an arm and a leg. Yeah. Scorpius hears the scream and returns. He finds her lying on the floor with an arm and a leg ripped off. But fortunately, Granny is there and she knows that, oh, yes, we can like just like reattach. My notes, at this point, my note says, like, Scorpius seems to be unusually emotionally involved. But yeah. I guess that's also him being under the effect of Talika's priming, I guess. Now, that's interesting because Naranti describes it as his Scarron side coming to the forefront. Yeah. But, like, he's, he's almost gallant in, like, when he believes she's... Severely injured, possibly mm-hmm. dying. I will kill your attacker. Yes, the that's what I'm saying. Like, I swear wow, this you. seems like so unlike Scorpius. Right. So is that a Scarron trait? This this sort of violent gallantry and loyalty? Or is this like yeah, Scarron romance? Makes sense. Interesting. Like, oh, God, yes, Klingon romance. <laughs> John loads up. I notice how he, like, tastes the chakan oil ah, very good. canister before he yeah, loads it in. So, yes, he's not making that mistake. <laughs> uh, but, oh, everyone's just sort of mellowed out a lot. Rigel's not greedy. It's, it's Chiana who noticed this. When they're on the command, he's going, hey, none of us are, are acting the way we usually are. She uh, kicks Dargo repeatedly in the <laughs> middle. And you're not even angry. Well, I have no reason to be angry. I believe with dialogue and compromise. There is a reason to be angry. I really don't see how that is going to help. Okay, how about that? You should calm down a little bit. And it's like, I really should be angry, <laughs> shouldn't I? But yes, that's funny as hell. And then she grabs his hand and puts it on her boob to do further scientific testing. The truck is, is taking away my sex drive. She's no my mojo! And now she's angry. <laughs> now yes, she's exactly. <laughs> the bitch must die! My mojo back! Uh, of course, it's very difficult to solve a problem like this with some highly unmotivated people who have their energies been sucked out of their brains. So I really wanted to see what would happen if uh, Scorpius got harvested, which unfortunately he didn't. But I would have oh. loved to see him without all those traits and like see him have being played up as... Uh, oh, wow. He just become a straight-up accountant? Uh, maybe, or something? yeah. I don't know. It would have been interesting to watch, but unfortunately that did not happen. Yeah, because that's what this show needs. Another different character for Wayne Pygram to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, been a while. 
True, true. Um, you get so to have a lot of fun with that, though. They've met up with the ship of non-pirate traders, which was just floating outside. Right. So, they so first they were re- yeah, first they were returning. Pilot told us, but they couldn't set up communication. And Dargo assumed that, like, oh shit, they found out about the counterfeit money, and now they're coming back to exact their revenge. But it turns out that now they're just drifting, and Dargo still thinks it's a trap. And, but it turns and, out not to be. Yep, because someone comes stumbling out of the hatch. I see this ship also has uh, extremely dangerous ladders. Yes. Instead of stairs. Stumbles out and dies. Job done. Already, that yes. Was, that was his whole mission, to just come out and die. Oh, he's really not doing well. His yes. face was even more boily. Crew starts to investigate the ship, finds one more person dying, and then, yes, there's a recording of a uh, diagnostician. I don't know if it's a recording no. or if it's just a call that was still open. Well, maybe. Why would he still be talking? He does. He seems. To, it seems to be more of a lecture rather than a back and forth. Yeah, you're right. Especially it's since it runs out of... and nobody says goodbye. I mean, is it actually a diagnostic? Yeah, it is a diagnostician, isn't it? Yes, diagnosis. I think the species is, is oh, called. Right. No mask over the face to protect his nose and mouth, but he does have a lovely collar behind him. Mm. And then once that hologram is gone, Aaron goes... What? We have to get it back. We have to know how to kill the creature. Get him back. Right, yeah. Basically, it turns out that the brain spiders infects them, and then, like, the their, one of their traits hyper hyperactivates. That's the word I was looking for. Nice. Their, uh, that trait, and then harvesting removes it. And apparently harvesting takes place, and they get put into, like, these green glowing energy eggs which opening the orb in the vicinity of the victim restores it apparently which is handy right i know right it's super handy but yes they're hidden somewhere on the ship and they have to be found but john considers this problem unsolvable yeah so we're dead she's never gonna tell us we can't do this but who is it is it sakosu who comes up with the plan naranti naranti comes up with the plan no no but maybe we can get her to show us where they are. Now, Scorpius is infected, but not yet harvested. Yeah, she's like, a clever oh. woman, that Naranti. Well, so why don't we wake him up again and then use him for bet? Yeah. Which Sokozo is opposed against, because she still has the hots for Scorpius. Oh, yes, and there's also the bit where the trader ship leaves after they've done the investigation. Mm-hmm. So they assume that Talika is on board. Because and they can't find her, yes. Darko, Naranti, and Chi, and maybe Rigel all get aboard Lola and go after it. Yes. Until they board and find out, oh, it was a trick. By the way, gorgeous shot of that trader ship in a, in a oh, nebula. Oh, yes. Been a while since I've appreciated the excellent CGI on this 2003 television program. Yeah, Dargo's still super timid. Yeah, he's he's really reasonable. He's really yes. like <laughs> I actually can't like I would love to work with this version, this version of, Dargo, of Dargo. Oh yes, but I miss the real the, the, the full extra Dargo. So yes, they go about the ship. More dead people. Turns out, oh no, it was an autopilot. Dren, we have to go back. Sikosu fingers Scorpius's mouth to sort of yes wake him up. Oh yes, it's the, it's the wakey wakey. Uh, she puts uh, something in his mouth and goes, "Swallow this." Yeah, yeah. I mean, she gets some something waved under her nose earlier as well, woken up by Naranti. It looked like a laka pellet. It did a bit, yes. Which is not how I'd love to be woken up. I guess. No, who knows? Um, Maybe it's just like a generic sniffable uh, deposit device, you know. Oh, like so, yeah. You can just put your, little, your smelling salts in. Just a little bulb or whatever. of whatever it is, and you want them to sniff that up. So Scorpius wakes up, 
and he's he's Mr. Hyde. He's he, he's going to get. He, he picks Kozu up like he's going to like he's a bride which has been carried over the woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The animal from the Muppet School of Romance. John's doing his best with Mr. Sparky, Dargo's big old weapon. Oh, yes. To go hunting for Talika. It's Naranti who finds her and is rejected by yeah. the ageist spider. Yes. Who doesn't enjoy... Old people emotions, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. I mean, is it ageism or is it just like, you know, like tough beef, old beef is also stringy, you know? I can guess in my... That's, the older and more jaded someone gets, that their emotions become less tasty. It's... Well, that's certainly been my experience growing up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm just very briefly reminded of the excellent film What We Do in the Shadows, but I call it T.T. Jermaine Clement and a bunch of others, where someone talks about, well, so why do, why do vampires like uh, go for virgins? Well, it's like, if you have a sandwich, you will just enjoy it more if you know that no one has fucked it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, there's a, a gorgeous shot of Talika's eyes. I don't mm-hmm. know if they gave her like full black contact lenses, but they're so dark and reflective, like spider's mm. eyes. It was really, really I don't, gorgeous. I mean, I've never really gazed into a spider's eyes, but... I've seen some close-ups. There's this beautiful one with from a nature documentary by Sir David Attenborough, mm-hmm. which is about this, this little male spider that approaches a much larger female spider, which is very dangerous, and she keeps yeah. chasing it off. And that in the, in the beautiful poetic voice of David Attenborough, he talks about that this, this male spider who feels the call of romance has one more thing that he can do to impress her, and that is dance and flamenco music starts and he puts on this little <laughs> tail and he does this little wiggly arm dance and he jumps away any times that she tries to kill him because yeah he's just literally dancing for his for his life okay yeah which is what i was reminded of as john sort of flails at talika because he just doesn't have it in him he's- no this is the part especially where i've it felt a bit like overacting. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, oh, no, I'm so bored. And like, oh, nothing's going to work and happen. You know, it's like I understand it from a plot point, but it didn't feel very... Bad guys always see me because my plans suck. People die. It's always a mess. I actually don't Genuine have to fake love in this episode now because oh. this, was, this was one of my, my favorite bits. Like, I felt so bad for, for John here. Because, yeah, imagine, like, not having your mojo. Right. Which yeah. is, I guess, you know, what, what burnout or depression or other forms of mental illness of varying degrees of severity and longevity. No, fair point. That your mind doesn't work how you expect it to work and you don't have the traits that you rely on mm. uh, to be successful. Yeah, good point. So he's even saying, like, just just end it. I'm tired. Kill me. Fast, slow. I like it slow. Oh, God, I was afraid you were going to say that. Bring it on. Meanwhile, Sokozu is trying to, like, crawl her way up the wall towards the nest egg of Talika. But she actually protects John. She she distracts Talika the, at the cost of her own safety, because mm-hmm. Talika has previously ripped her limb from limb. Yes, we don't get a transformation. No, like I said, it's really quick, but it's like just off screen. It's like you get to see John's expression, and then the next shot of Talika is back in her spider form. Which I kind of like. I yeah. like this much better than a poor sort of morph. Right, yes. So there's a little bit of shooting, but he actually has to 
stuff the gun down her gob and then fire it at point-blank range before it goes boom. Yeah. And then it turns out that she was a bit of a gas bag. Oh, ha, 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 I don't, it sort of reminded me of, I think it's called Dead Calm, where the, I think the villain in the end is shot with a flare gun, mm-hmm. like through the back of his mouth, so his face oh. is glowing, something, something truly horrendous like that. Yes. I think I know the shot that you mean. Yeah. Well, there might have been done in other movies as well. Yeah, where people, where you can see their eyes starting to glow as the flare gun burns in their head or something like that. But yeah, phenomenal energy. Yes, but apparently, like Aaron's mystery of oh no, how do we kill this spider is not such a mystery after all. You just shoot it a bunch. I mean, it works for a lot of things. Yeah, uh, uh, it's sort of <laughs> the Farscape story. Yeah, just shoot it a bunch. <laughs> uh, yes. So problems crisis averted, problem solved, soup served. Yes. So they're actually eating talika soup here? Oh, excellent, Naranti. Best roasted spider soup I ever ate. It's the only spider soup I ever ate, but it's really quite good. Yeah. I mean, Continuing a tradition that they did previously with the Kidva, when they were all starving, which we thought they were only doing because, like, finally we have our source of protein. What if they've been doing this to every Uh, enemy they kill on their ship? Wow. I mean, this whole time. That's kind of horrific to think about. <laughs> right? Because those peacekeeper commandos had to go somewhere. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cold boy. Peacekeeper sandwiches the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's Dargo and Rigel who are enjoying the soup. Yeah, which they've never had before, but it is actually very good. Spider she's, soup. Yeah. yeah, it's just quite a good cook. I do believe spiders are, are, are eaten in several country, cultures. I think no, usually yeah. they're. Tarantulas are roasted occasionally. Oh, there's a there's a Vietnamese region where they're deep fried. Oh, okay. Now that I could possibly get into. Deep fried spiders. Mm. Deep fried anything, frankly. Yeah, it, I mean it does like if you, especially if you wrap it in batter or dough first. Mm. A spider rangoon. Hmm. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> is it a little? Is the problem with the Gif or does Scorpio still have like? foam on his mouth. He looks like it. I think it might be a Gif. No, it's a Gif problem. It is a Gif problem. I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, yes. So, Sokozu is laying down the law for Scorpius. Yes. She's doing an interesting thing where she's asking a really shitty question, which is, hey, which is worse? Us seeing your Scarron side or you being reminded of it? Yeah. Yes. And he rejects that assertion and she bats it right back. Like she says... I'll be your ally, but, but the, the price, price... Inclusion and trust. Yeah. So she wants to be involved, and she wants him to trust her. And that's... Yeah. Tough thing to ask from Scorpius. I guess we're getting factions on board more. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of had that. The, it's kind of been building like that, that Sokozu and Scorpius is uh-huh. to something. And they're, like, apparently interested in each other as well, as we've seen from Scorpius' Scarron side. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, interesting, and Scott definitely has the hots for Scorpius. I mean, maybe just for his brain, but well, it is the yes, the the largest sexual organ in the body. Fair, fair. Certainly by the number of calories it consumes, and we get a scene with once again Aaron's sitting on the ground in a in a hallway, holding one of the Lucka uh, pods. And John comes up to her, and he rejects her again, very theatrically. Mm. Which now that you've talked about how extra he is. I kind of appreciate what he was doing here because even though he's supposed to be completely reset, he's still overacting mm. the, the drama a little bit. And then we find out why. 
Right, because apparently Scorpius has been using the comm system to listen in on everybody. And John's strategy this whole time has been to reject Aaron so that Scorpius doesn't realise that she is everything to him. Right, because he literally says, If you figure this out, the world and all that's in it is nothing. He will use you and the baby, and I will not be able to stop him. And the implicit thing is, because I won't want to, because there's something that I want right. much yes. more than to prevent. And in order to, yeah, in order to be able to talk to Aaron about this in the plane, he gets Pilot to do a little diagnostic of the comm system. Which uh, shuts down communication for, for about, about 30 seconds. Yes. And he explains all this to Aaron, and Aaron says, well, you're being a little bit paranoid. Do you think he's really using the comm system? And then conveniently... Pilot, are we having a problem with the comms? What a bad spy. (laughs) Yes. Never play your hand like that. But we get this this glorious moment of trust between... uh, Right, where it's opposite opposite day for a moment. It is (laughs) So it's definitely over then, and they're both smiling. And they're kissing, and I'm just like, okay, what is the show, and what did they do with Farscape? (laughs) (laughs) This is not what we're supposed to see in the ending of a Farscape episode. It's like people being happy and kissing. It's supposed to be worse. Well, (laughs) it kind of is, but hey, what did you think of this resolution of this, this arc? Oh, well, it's interesting. It's, it certainly came out of the blue. Uh, Caught I mean, me by surprise, too, they, and I've seen the show before. Right. They were really piling up the antagonism between John and Aaron mm. from both sides, and especially playing up the whole, like, now, just as one comes around, then something happens which throws the other off again. And honestly, it was getting a little bit old. We have seen this game before, haven't right? We? Yes, but now it turns out it was a different game, right? But it's now it's now it's been resolved. Well, of course, now they're still going to be they still can't let Scorpius onto that they're yeah. good and involved with each other now. So there's going to have to be a lot of that. But Scorpius is clever; yeah. he can see them sneaking off and like being quiet, being nice to each other when. He, yeah, they think this he's is not, not watching. Gonna... No, that's yeah. not. That, this, is totally, <laughs> this is totally not going to last for very long, for one way or other. But it's nice to see that they're back again. I that, genuinely like, that, that love it. That it has been, yeah, that it's been done and over with. So, and that also like this, what felt like repetition of a drama we've seen before, was actually something else. It right. was a different yes. strategy that that John was doing. He was like being sort of romantic in his own way. Right. But not so much from a perspective of, like, protecting Aaron. Mm -hmm. He was protecting himself, which is a totally valid thing to do for someone who's in a a relationship. Yeah, Uh, true. One also has to take care of himself. And even though he couldn't include Aaron in that, that might have been more to do with, like, he probably couldn't have pulled it off. No, if they'd, like coordinated it, then it probably wouldn't have quite worked as, as yep. well as it uh, did like this. I'm just wondering how he figured out that uh, Scorpius was using the uh, comm system. I mean, it's not it's not paranoia if they're really after you. Mm, it kind of is, actually. But <laughs> Is it? Yes, you can be paranoid and they're still after you. Yes, no. That... I mean, just being wrong, like, yeah, just being <laughs> right doesn't mean you're not paranoid. <laughs> yes, you, it can be true and you can still be wrong. Yes, understood. I don't know, I guess... Assumption, deduction, like what yeah. What else does I mean, everybody he's, he's, have he's, on the board? He is a time? scientist. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Mm. All right, let's go. She gives me a woody. She gives you the willies. Girls kissing. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I know it's only mild, and I know that it's... when it, 
science fiction has a noble tradition of showing a taboo-defying intimacy on screen, such as the famous kiss between Jim Kirk and oh, Uhura yes. in Star Trek the Original Series, but it is often couched in a moment of mind control or right. lack of lucidity, which yes. is the case here for Chiana, because her sex drive was oversexed and was actually a deceiving spider. But it was still girls kissing and just... She's been showing interest in girls before, haven't she? Hasn't she? She's, oh, yes. Yeah. She did some, some mighty fine dancing with Jewel back right. on, oh, the, yes. on the party Yes, pilot. absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, that's your uh, Woody then, I guess. Yes, but not in... Hold even, on, not even, that way. Even though it was Woody blocked by Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I genuinely appreciate this for what it is, like a, a degree of representation and inclusion that, mm-hmm. that warms my heart and, and, that I, and that I hope was delightful and like affirming for all my lesbian and, and bisexual female friends mm. out there. It, it, it's like, I loved it. Fair Close one. second, I guess, is this resolution to the arc between John and Aaron. Okay. But how about you? Well, I'd be hard-pressed to assign a willy anywhere in this episode. If and the if boils, it, I guess. Oh, no, that's just like, you know. <laughs> oh, wow, you I mean, really have like, been jaded by Farscape, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, that's just like, first I thought like, oh, these are some mighty ugly aliens, but then it turns out that... You know, and this is space acne. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean, if anything, I would have to say the overacting, but that was like part of the plot, so it kind of... If that hadn't been a plot p- point, then I would have said like, I would have called the overacting my willy but right uh, yeah that's, that's not fair because it was the point so that's I, it's, I, I i'm really hard pressed i don't think i can assign a willy to this episode i think my willy's gonna go i have the same difficulty as you but like seen it before we have seen this before they've done it before which is actually kind right. of lampshaded or a lantern is hung on it yes as marty would say in mm-hmm. uh, that episode of stargate where the like chiana don't bring a, a, a freed person on board. You brought the Vork on board. And remember how that turned out <laughs> yes, for us. Yes, that's actually thrown at <laughs> Yeah. At her. And, and John goes, oh, is she is she pulling a Traltix? Is she mind-frilling us? Because yeah. there also, that happened there. They're yep, eating it like the, like the Kidva. Like, all of these, these things have happened before. All of them in bottle episodes. I mean, yes, that makes sense. Using the same sets. So, like, what are we going to do? Same thing we always do, Pinky. Or, sorry, David Kemper, I should say. Yes. Woody-wise, I think it's going to have to be Dargo's expression when he's talking to Rigel right at the end. And Rigel is like, oh, you seem to, you don't seem to be... Uh, are you sure you're not, still not under the effect? You seem to be not quite so angry anymore. And he just leans over and gives him this, like, super saccharine look and say, Would you like me to show you how angry I am? No, no, no. <laughs> so that scene definitely gets my Woody. It's, a, it's that, that little smirk on his face. It's when a he went, very when he went, good sheep. Like, yes. <laughs> like, leaning in. And once again, it's the actors who make the puppets come to life as right. much as the, the excellent puppeteers. Yes. Like, this, this like furious eye contact that's getting right up close. I remember that was when we did a live stream with, with Gigi Edgley on yeah. her stream. It occurred to me to ask her, hey... What did Rigel smell like? Oh. And I was heartbroken to find out that they don't have a smell, that the foam latex is yeah, essentially yeah. scentless. That, that didn't necessarily have to be the case. Like, was there a scent of oil for the lubrication right, for the makeup. armature? Yeah, what yeah. Been, the paint that he's been sprayed with. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Pretty Farscape-ass episode, wasn't I it? I think so, yes. 
All right, what do we have in store for our readers next time? Wow, that is a blast from past from a, a podcast that we haven't done in a while. Yes, uh, let's see. I think we have to push the button, don't we? Is it this one? I think so. That's the story so far, Scape. Wow, we really are out of it, aren't we? Yes. So, okay, we'll next, get back. Next week, we'll, there will be more Tales from Tormented Territories. Oh. And after that, the week we will be doing episode 415, Mental as Anything, where Scorpius brings the boys of Moya to receive special training from an individual named Katoya. Ka Dargo comes to face to face with his wife's murderer, <gasps> Macton Tao. Wow, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay, this sounds like a grudge match for the century, so tune in. Tuesday, 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 we'll sell you the seat, but you'll only need the edge. We're at SoFarscape on Facebook and Twitter, where I have not been doing the best job keeping up, but hopefully that will have been straightened out by the time that this airs. Thank you so much to all of our... Actually, 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 I had a tab open that seems to have closed itself, because what we haven't done in a while is mention our fantastic Patreon supporters, who make a lot of this possible. All the recording equipment that we're looking at here and the research materials that I've got at my disposal are all thanks to our our supporters on, on Patreon, who continue to join. So let me see if I can rattle off some of these these names of the people who've made all this well let me see oh wow oh wow gosh there really are there, it's a lot dude yeah. it's a it's a very lot like how many per page are there we've got two pages we've got 54 54 supporters. people on patreon wow that's amazing i had no idea so let me see if I can remember, like, Jerry, yes, Icarus Bides, Vixie Vengeance, uh, uh, I've got Ben Belfield, oh, your boyfriend joined as well. Yes, oh, we yeah, he's that. a very uh, early on uh, joiner. Horsebird, Chris Stewart, John Bunger, Guardian Lion, Kathan, Kathy, Dan, I think it's pronounced Vaya. I think that sounds like a Dutch name. Possibly should have not mentioned the full name, but at least uh, Nicholas Gross? I wonder if they're related to Dar- Guy Guy Gross, the composer. Oh, oh that's okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, now I'm definitely going to stop doxing people on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Jonathan, Lucy, Matthew, Izzy, Jess, Brennan, Axicore. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Vona, VHS, Black Rain, Paul, David, Andy, Life on Fire. Ooh. Ugo, Kaz, Nazi, Mand, Neil. Shit, I just did it again. Sorry. <laughs> Andrew, Oatcake, Michelle, Ruth, Kat, The Derp, Daniel, Alex, Razel, Christy, and Mr. Smith, and Keith, most recently. Th- this is incredible. I... Thank you so much. We I mean, really any, appreciate it. Yes, anytime that somebody joins, we always send them a message and like to let, to let them know how they can hear the bonus episodes that oh, we yes. recorded back in the day. And, and always also to ask them, like, how the fuck did you find out about <laughs> us specifically and Farscape in general? Yes. We've got some, some really fantastic stories. So, wow. Uh, so sorry for everyone to, that we didn't do these shout-outs before because I think we did claim we, that those were a perk on our Patreon. We did them at some point. We've done, we've done these before, but not maybe not on this it quite, has been a while. quite stale. So, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, and it's really wonderful. If you want to join, you can find us at so, on, you can find sofarscape.com slash links where you'll find the link to our Patreon if you want to join. Send us your synopses. We only have a limited number of episodes coming up. And, of course, fanfic recommendations are always welcome. I think that's the end of the spiel. I think so, yeah. Okay, then this time, I am Kaki. And I'm Kay. So So far, far, Skip, so so good. good.